Is your family famous for, let's say, a delicious stuffed challah? Do you have the secret to the fluffiest matzo balls and the most delicious deep cholent in the world? Well, PJ Library and the Jewish Food Society want to hear all about it. We're on the hunt to find a recipe with a backstory that can be whipped up into the next great picture book. Together, PJ Library and the JFS want to bring a great culinary story to life. So tell us all about your recipe. One entry will be developed into an original book. Visit jewishfoodsociety.org slash pjlibrary to enter. Welcome to Have I Got a Story for You. Do you have anyone in your life who you're so close with, it feels like the two of you share a brain? Well, today's story features two sisters who share a lot of things. They definitely feel like they share a brain, even when it makes them lose their mind. This story takes place on the 18th floor of an 18-story apartment building. That's where you'll find sisters Amy and Emily. Growing up, Amy and Emily did just about everything together. They went to the same school, they were co-captains of their soccer team, they even played the same instrument in band. The coolest instrument, of course, the oboe. Now that they're all grown up, Amy and Emily are still inseparable. In fact, their apartments are right next to each other. Hey, want to come hang out? Sure. Let me put my work stuff down and I'll be over in a minute. Yay! Amy and Emily look almost exactly alike. They even dress alike, although Amy prefers pants, while Emily usually wears skirts. But only if it has pockets. A skirt without pockets is like, you might as well just wear a towel. Duly noted. Where was I? Oh yeah, they look alike. Even Amy and Emily's apartments look alike, at least from the outside. Their doors are side by side with the same purple mezuzah and the same decorative sign that says, Welcome! Come in! Sit down! You must be starving! From the outside, the only difference is the apartment numbers on their doors. But once you go inside, you're able to see how Amy and Emily are really different. Emily has plants and flowers in almost every corner of her apartment. There are orchids and aloe plants, ferns, herbs, even a cactus or two. She also has two dogs, three cats, a guinea pig, a talking cockatiel named Harvey, Hello, Hello, Harvey, <laughs> and a gerbil. His name is Augustus. Emily's apartment is crowded from floor to ceiling and very, very noisy, and she wouldn't have it any other way. Amy's apartment, on the other hand, is almost empty. There are no plants, no animals, and almost no decorations to collect dust. It's not that Amy doesn't want to have all those things. It's just that she has allergies. Gesundheit. <gasps> it's been like this ever since they were little girls. The zoo made her wheeze louder than the sleeping rhinos. And when they played at the park... Amy, catch! <gasps> Ow! Hey, watch it! Sorry! The pet store... Circus, botanical gardens, the dusty old... <gasps> oh, sorry. Moving on. She's tried the medicines, the treatments, the allergy shots. She's even tried wearing a breathing mask, but it's no use. Nothing helps. Amy's allergies always get in the way. When Shabbat arrives on Friday nights, the two sisters gather together to relax and talk about their week. 
They light the candles, sip some grape juice, and share a loaf of challah. <laughs> Thank goodness I don't have food allergies. I love challah. They sing the blessings in perfect harmony and enjoy a delicious meal together. But they always gather in Amy's apartment, week after week, because Emily's apartment makes Amy sneeze and wheeze so much the candles would go out. The only pet who comes to Amy's house is Harvey, since he doesn't have fur, only feathers. Shabbat Shabbat shalom. shalom. It's Shabbat. Gotta go to Amy's. One night, Amy couldn't sleep. She was lying awake in bed thinking about her sister. Poor Emily. She never gets to enjoy Shabbat in her own home. Amy tossed and turned and then suddenly sat up in bed with an idea. That's it. I'll sneak a challah into Emily's kitchen so she can enjoy some challah at home. Amy tiptoed into her dark kitchen where she had a fresh challah waiting on the counter. Then she took some allergy medicine, just in case. Tucked the challah under her arm and snuck into Emily's apartment. She held her breath so she wouldn't sneeze, tiptoed over the sleeping cats, snuck some treats to the dogs so they wouldn't bark, and made sure Harvey's cage was covered so he would stay asleep. Then she left the yummy bread on the kitchen counter. She snuck stealthily back across the apartment, over the dogs, the cats, past the guinea pig cage, and narrowly avoided getting bumped by the gerbil who was out for a spin in his exercise ball. Watch it, Augustus. She closed the door and took a deep breath in the hallway. (sighs) Then she crept quietly back to her own apartment, got into bed, and smiled. (sighs) There. Now I feel better. Totally worth it. Even later that night, her sister Emily woke up with a nagging feeling. Poor Amy. She always has to host Shabbat dinner. She must get tired of staying in, cooking and baking for me, cleaning up afterwards. Hmm. Emily tossed and turned so much she bumped her cat, Quetzal, off the bed. She sat up. I've got it. I'll sneak a challah into her kitchen so that she doesn't have to make it herself. Emily went to her dark kitchen to get the challah out of her cabinet, but was surprised to see one resting on the counter. Hmm, I don't remember leaving this here. Whoops! Augustus Gerbilis, what are you doing up? Careful, bud. Emily tucked the challah under her arm and snuck into Amy's apartment, where she left the challah on the kitchen counter. There, that's right. Emily returned to her own apartment, snuggled back into bed between Quetzal and her second biggest dog, Larry, and fell back to sleep. (sighs) The next morning, Amy got up to make herself a coffee in her quiet, empty kitchen. But when she got there, she stopped and stared at the counter. There was her holla. Didn't I bring this to Emily's apartment in the middle of the night? Huh. Maybe I dreamed it. (gasps) Why is there dog hair on my sleeve? Oh, definitely didn't dream it. Meanwhile, Emily was standing in her noisy, crowded kitchen, staring at the challah that was still in her cabinet, thinking the very same thoughts. I could have sworn I brought this challah to Amy's apartment. Maybe that was just a dream. He's a challah! Here you go. The next night at 1 a.m., Amy once again snuck into Emily's dark, crowded apartment. Oh, hey, everybody. 
While Emily and Amy are sneaking back and forth into each other's apartments, I wanted to pop in to remind you that we have a website, gotastorypodcast.com. You'll find all of our episodes there, plus book recommendations and fun facts about our story. Like, did you know that the same folktale that inspired this story was also the basis for the PJ Library book, Yaffa and Fatima Shalom Salam by Fatsia Galani Williams? What's interesting is that no one knows who wrote the original folktale or where it came from but you'll often hear versions with two brothers. Some people retelling the story will add that the spot where the two siblings met in the middle of the night became the location of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. Surprising, right? Okay, gotta get back to the story. <laughs> Remember, gotastorypodcast.com. She held her breath so she wouldn't sneeze, <gasps> carefully rolled Augustus out of the way and tiptoed over all the sleeping dogs. The cats were in the bedroom with Emily this time. Amy left a nice bottle of grape juice on the kitchen counter. She hurried back to her own apartment, took some allergy medicine, and settled back into bed. Next door, it was Emily who slid out of her bed, doing her best not to disturb the cats. She had left a bottle of grape juice on her dresser for this plan, so she grabbed it and headed out. Whoa, watch out, Augustus. And carefully snuck out the door. She used her key to let herself into Amy's apartment, where she left the grape juice displayed on the counter. Then she tiptoed back home and went to bed. The next morning, the sisters got up, each walked into their own kitchen, and each found a bottle of grape juice on the counter. Amy was confused. Okay, now this just doesn't make a lick of sense. Achoo! Emily was baffled. What is going on? It's Not now, Harvey. That night, both sisters were determined to try again. Amy got up in the middle of the night and took a great big container of cholent, Emily's favorite type of stew, out of the fridge. I'll just get out the slow cooker. Set this up over at Emily's, and she'll have quite a surprise for lunch tomorrow. At that very same moment, Emily was sneaking into the hallway holding a big roasted chicken wrapped in foil. This is Amy's all-time favorite. I'll just slide this right into the fridge so she'll have it for dinner tomorrow. Huh. Gotta put this chicken down somewhere so I can get my keys. But just then, Amy's door opened. Emily, what are you doing? Is that a roast chicken? Well, I could ask you the same thing. And it's the middle of the night. Where are you going with a slow cooker? And is that... Wait, is that a big bowl of cholent? <laughs> yeah, extra veggies, just like Grandma Mimi used to make. I was going to set it up for you as a surprise. <clears throat> Whoa, almost dropped it. I was about to do the same for you, but with this chicken... Hold on, I better shut the door. Augustus is trying to roll his way out. Want to come inside for a bit? We can put our chicken and cholent in the fridge and save them for tomorrow. Emily and Amy stayed up all night, laughing, eating cookies, and watching their favorite movies from when they were kids. Go after her, Mama Bird. Don't let Fifi go. She has to, Em. Fifi's the only one who can save the forest. In the morning, they made extra cheesy omelets and had a really nice breakfast together. They talked about both of their attempts to surprise each other. My generous sister, 
How can you give so much to me when you already give up so much, leaving your pets behind on Shabbat week after week? No, you are the generous one. How can you give more food to me when you already feed me a full Shabbat meal week after week? We have so much to give. Perhaps we can share our challah with people who don't already have a loaf sitting on their own kitchen counter. And we certainly have more grape juice and roast chicken than two people can eat together. So the sisters began a new tradition. Once a week, they'd cook a huge amount of delicious food. They'd bring almost all of it to their local soup kitchen. They'd help serve it to anyone who came needing a hot meal and often stay to have dinner with the new friends they made. And they still spend every Shabbat together, lighting candles, sipping grape juice, and breaking off bits of challah to share. Shabbat Shalom! Shabbat Shalom! Here you go, Harvey. The last bit of challah is for you. Thank you! And thank you for listening to Have I Got a Story for You from PJ Library. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you think of a time when you gave something to someone else without expecting anything in return? And can you think of a time when someone else was that generous to you? Giving and getting both feel really good. So if we all do more giving, there'll be more getting in the world too. We had a story for you, but do you have a story for us? We're on the hunt to find a recipe with a backstory that can be whipped up into the next great picture book. Give us a taste at jewishfoodsociety.org slash pjlibrary. That's jewishfoodsociety.org slash pjlibrary.